Welcome to FitChicks Chat brought to you by FitChicks Academy, where we are dedicated to teaching you all about fitness, nutrition, and wellness, as well as how to build an incredibly successful business using our proven techniques and systems designed to get you certified, confident, successful, and get you results for yourself, your business, as well as your clients. Now, if you've ever wondered, how can I be successful as a coach? Where do I find my first client? How do I even build a business? Where do I begin? I want you to make sure to listen to the end of each episode so that you can hear inspiring stories from our graduates of the Fitchix Academy and hear how they signed their first clients, how they built their business of their dreams and paid back their tuition just weeks after graduating and how all of this is possible for you too. Hey chicks, welcome to part two of our lessons that we learned from 2021. So if you tuned in last week, you know that we shared our part one, looking back at 2021, sharing all about, you know, our proudest moments, some of our struggles, what we had learned, um, going through both of those. And Amanda and I got very chatty during this conversation. So we had to bring it up into two parts. And today we continue on with that conversation, really diving into more about some things that didn't work, the lessons that we learned from that, some things that really did work and what changes are going to be happening in our world because of that. Looking back is so important most of the time we tend to look back at what is negative, whereas there's so much to be learned and so many things to celebrate, which is why we always do this every single year. And then it kicks off that energy for 2022 in such a positive way and with the fuel that we need to create the amazing results that we want in our lives, in our health, in our businesses, and for, of course, you guys and our students. So I hope you enjoy part two. Make sure to let us know what you think and what lessons that you've learned from 2021. And let's continue on with this conversation. Now, in terms of like other challenges, um, what would you say is another challenge, Laura, that you feel like? Well, I would say two things. So this is like, I'm going to say two things that are more like business and two things that are more personal. So the two things that were business that I found were a challenge in 2021. And I know like some people can relate to this and some people can't. So I'm not gonna spend too much time on it, but is ads. (laughs) So going back to the idea of like learning how to actually like being able to be adaptable and transition. So one of our main ways of connecting with our potential clients is through Facebook ads. And at the end of last year, we had all these issues with our account being shut down. We had to rebuild new accounts in early 2021. And then ads were just not performing. We weren't getting in front of enough people. And it was just this constant like up and down struggle. And I know that just even with advertising for, you know, most business owners, period, everyone's experiencing it because things are changing. And it just was, again, a reminder of like, you can't get too comfortable. It doesn't mean you have to always be on edge or discomfort, but you have to be okay with changing because as soon as something works, you don't know, especially with the way technology is today, if it's going to work next year or if it's even going to be a thing next year, right? Mm -hmm. So it's just, again, reminding myself of like, okay, this was a massive challenge, but we built a business, like you said, during a recession, 
<laughs> during a time where there was no online advertising, we literally would go and put up posters and send out fax advertising. Like who even knows what a fax is? Who even knows what a fax machine is? Like, <laughs> comment, comment below this yeah, if you know what a fax is. is. <laughs> but we literally, you know, we had no budget. We had no money. We were just two girls trying a bunch of stuff to see what worked. And that's still what we are. Like we're just a bit older, but we're still two girls who are just trying a bunch of different stuff. And when something doesn't work, we're going to try something else. And we're going to keep on trying and trying and trying until it's over. Do you know what I mean? Like until like literally like till I croak, like that's kind of what I said about business is like, I'll just keep figuring it out until, till it's done, you know, like, yeah. till I get to the goal or till I'm gone. Like that's the two, only two options. So ads for me. And then the other one was something that, again, I don't know if people are going to understand, so I don't want to spend too much time on it, but so our, our business was basically built when we first started our online certifications, we were in what's called a launch model. So we chose two dates a year where we would open enrollment for the program and we would run them, then we would close enrollment. So you could just get in, in like March and September for, for the fitness nutrition expert program. And then, uh, two different months for the holistic nutrition weight loss coach. So we made a decision because we were having a lot of people who were like, Oh, I want to get started right now. I want to get started right now. So we were like, okay, we decided we were going to shift to what's called an evergreen model, which basically means that you can get into the program at any time and the, um, but you still have the same amount of time to finish it. So it's just, it's more of like an always open enrollment versus it's like open and close. So we kind of look at it like our programs, like school, like it's almost like you, you start school in September, then you have a summer holiday or whatever, that kind of thing. Right. So we went evergreen where it was open enrollment. And even though the experience, like our students still got the amazing program, we built this awesome membership site. We had all these awesome, like, you know, ways that our coaches were marketing and getting information and the tech was incredible, all these things, right? It just for us did not feel like it was working. And when I say working, I'm not saying working like, oh, it wasn't working for our students or whatever, just as managing it on the inter- um, internally, coming up with great ideas. It just felt like we were just only- like logically, it just didn't feel like it made sense to us. Yeah. It just didn't feel good for our business. Now, that being said, some people love evergreen. They love it for their business and it works and they hate doing launches because they find launches really stressful. Whereas for us, we love doing launches because we feel like we show up the best and we service our clients the best during that time. Like it just feels really good for us as a business. It makes sense Mm -hmm. as a business. So for me, that was a huge struggle of not just realizing like, oh, it's not, not what we want to do, but also the whole idea of just like letting it go and knowing like all the work that we did and being like, Oh, we're going to shift back to launch. Right. I think, yeah. And I think that it's, it kind of goes back to what we were talking about earlier, where, you know, like on when I was talking about social media and people are like, Oh, you should do this. You should do that. It's the same thing in your business. Like if you, if you think like, if you hear all of these people, cause we heard so many people being like, Oh, evergreen model, evergreen model, just like, you know, have it this way. And we were like, Oh, okay. And so, you know, we tested it not because other people were telling us, but we were hearing about it so much. Plus we had students coming in wanting to sign up. And so we just felt like it was like a natural progression in our business. But if you know, and I know that this is going to be something we're talking about later, but I'll just add it now. But if you know, like in your gut, if something doesn't feel right, if it doesn't feel like it makes sense to you, like really trust yourself. Because I think that if we would have really trusted ourselves, you know, 
I mean, it's a really good lesson and we learned so much about doing the evergreen model and we can use it for other things in our business. But I think if we really would have trusted ourselves to be like, okay, like, why can't we think of the way to describe this? Or why can't we think of like the messaging around this? Like, why is this so challenging for us when we know our business so well? It would have really opened our eyes to see that like, oh, maybe this, maybe it's the model and it has nothing to do with our business. It's just the way that we're delivering this. And so we just... Anyways, it's just it's just like a different approach, but trust yourself to know that like if you feel like what you're doing, even if somebody, some guru is telling you like, no, 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 you have to do it my way or this way. If you feel like what you're doing makes sense for you and it's working for your clients and it's working for your business, of course, there's other areas that you can improve and there's things that you can bring into your business. But if like the foundation of your business makes sense to you, like hold on to that and just feel like, how can I get curious to improve that? Don't worry about having to switch everything just to try to fit into like some mold. Yeah. But the one thing I do have to say with that too, and I totally agree is trusting yourself, but I'm such a big believer is you don't know how you're like your how until you try things. Right. Oh, totally. So it's like, there's this quote, you and I were talking about this yesterday. There's this quote by, uh, or this speech that Steve Jobs did. It was like the commencement speech at Stanford. And he was talking about the idea of like, you don't know how the dots connect until you look back. And everyone wants to know like the step-by-step path to get to somewhere, but you don't know exactly how your version is going to connect till you've done it. And that's a really hard thing to wrap your head around. Right. So for us, even though, yes, it was a lot of work to go evergreen. And like, there were so many things that we did and there was, it didn't go the way we wanted to. There were so many amazing learnings from doing it. And also now we have this incredible membership site that we can transfer over to launch. We have so many tools and systems that have been built that now help our team to be able to, you know, execute even again, when we go to launch, like there's just so many things that are like, we never would have done them if we didn't try the evergreen, you know what I mean? So it's like, the learnings were so good that even though it was something that was a struggle for us, we learned through that struggle and we're now applying that to make our launches even better. Mm -hmm. So The other two things for me are just um, personal. And this is something that I found a challenge is to not be a workaholic. So again, I said at the beginning, like I had to keep on like even having the baby uh, reminding myself, like you don't have to work more. Like you have to work smarter. And that was a big thing of realizing like there's things I just have to stop doing in our business because I've just always done them. And I know everyone yeah. listening who has a business knows this. It's like, there's things of that you course. just keep doing because it's faster for you to do them because you've always done them instead of taking the time to like, I'm going to write this out and then I'm going to train someone else to do it. Or I'm going to find someone else to help me on Fiverr or like whether it's a virtual assistant or, you know, a family member or whatever. So I found that for me was a big one. And the other thing is constraining. And this is something I've been working on for years. I truly believe that constraint is the secret to business success. And that just means not focusing on everything, focusing on like one to two things. And it is not something for me that comes natural. I'm a big ideas person. I want to do everything. I love creating content. I love creating programs. I love writing classes. Like I love creating things for our students to use with their clients. Like I love that process, but I need to love it and just do one or two of them not wanting to do 12 at once. <laughs> I know it's, I think that's been a constant struggle in our business since day one, pretty much. Like even yeah. when we had our boot camps, it was like, oh, we can add in yoga and we can add in Zumba and we can do this and we can do that, you know? And it was just like, no, I mean, I think we did a good job when we were doing boot camp because we did just focus on like, how can we make our boot camps amazing? But it's just, it's so easy 
um, it's so easy to like want to just create, if you're someone who is a creator, it's so easy to just want to continue to create new things because it's like that now feels boring to me, or it feels old to me, or it's just like, oh, it's done. Now I can move on to the next thing, the nice, um, the next like shiny object thing. But the thing is, is that, and I remember I say, I, I said this before in one of our podcast episodes, but I loved it. And it was, we heard, I heard it from SJ. Um, she's like a business coach that we really like. And she said, you know, why not just get curious about the thing that you have, like get, like create new things for the thing, like, so that you can then actually just take the product or the program or whatever it is that you have, but make that really good. So use that creativity to create more opportunity for that, as opposed to creating a new product all the time. And I really like that because it truly just changed the way I thought about it. Cause I'm like, oh yeah, it doesn't have to seem boring or stale or old or any of those things because I've already done it. It's like, what can I do differently within that? how can I use my brain space and my creativity to make this even cooler? Right. And I think that that's such a good lesson. And it's like, for us, like, you know, even looking back at our certifications now, like getting, and just falling really in love with them again, like there are no programs out there, like the programs we created, like they're so, and I'm going to just say it, like, they're so good. I'm so proud of them. I'm so proud of seeing the transformation in our students once they go through it. And just Mm -hmm. for me, even as an instructor and a teacher, like, because when I look at my life and I think about what is the thing that I am like the best at, I think I'm an amazing teacher and I think I'm an amazing coach. And I think I'm an amazing content creator. Like I, but I also have loved education so much for my whole life. Like I love learning. Yeah. So I love sharing knowledge because I think it's just so life-changing. And then when you see our students who are graduating and not only have transformed their own health, but then they're also building these businesses and they're supporting their families and they're making, you know, thousands of dollars a month now, like some of our, our students are just blowing it out of the water. Like just for me, it wrote, I'm like, oh my gosh, like I forgot how much I just love this program and how much value it brings to the world and how many people's lives have been changed because of it and how many people they will help change their lives because of doing this program. And that's where it just is that ripple effect. So I think by really taking that time and looking back at what you do, it's very easy in business to start to look at all the things that are not working again, and then feeling a level of overwhelm or frustration instead of looking at all the things and saying, oh my gosh, like this did not exist in the world before I created it. Like this did not even, it wasn't here. It's like having a baby. It's like when you look at a baby and you're like in awe thinking like this time last year, you were not here. (laughs) You were just some, (laughs) you were somewhere else in the universe. And now you're a human form in my arms. Like it's the same thing when you, when you're birthing something in your business, it's like, that was just an idea. Like when I look at the fitness and nutrition expert program and I think about the conversations even way back when we just came up with the idea and the planning, like what, what do they really need to know? What are we going to call this? Like it didn't exist. And now hundreds of women have gone through this program. Like it's crazy to me. I know. I know it is. It's amazing. Okay. So biggest lessons you le- we've learned in 2021. Um, I mean, I already talked about one of them for me, which is like the trust yourself. Like you have to like trust yourself knowing like, but again, as you mentioned, like trust yourself, trust your gut, but know that testing things is important and knowing that you have to make decisions. Like, I think that that's a really important lesson. Like evaluate your, like your learnings, your findings, whatever it is. But when you test something, 
test it, evaluate it, and then decide left or right. Yes or no, make a decision and stick to that decision. And don't just, you know, don't allow yourself to kind of waver on your decision, like decide, commit and move forward with it. Cause I think that as soon as we start getting like wavery or like wishy-washy with like, Oh, but maybe this, or maybe that it's like, that's when things get like difficult, right? If we just decide and we commit, then it's like, I'm all in on this one path and I'm just going to go for it. So that's a huge lesson. I think Um, it's like, it's a huge lesson for me that I learned over 2021, which is just like decide, commit, move forward. We decided to do the evergreen model. We committed to doing it. We showed up, we did the everything that we could to try to figure out that model. And then we evaluate. And now we decided for 2022, right? So it's like decide, commit, evaluate, or decide, evaluate, commit. Well, I was saying too, it's like you your energy is like you have like a cup of energy, right? Like and every day it like the cup is full. And then by the end of the day, you go to bed, the cup is empty. So when you're in that place of like, I don't know what to do, it's literally just zapping water out of your cup or zapping energy out of your cup that could be used to something productive. And this is where, right. you know, I used to spend a lot of time and I realized now how much like of an energy suck it was in of again, not deciding like you're saying, or I don't know, or I'm overwhelmed. Like those are just they're not useful emotions. They're not useful thoughts. Like you just, all you're doing is taking energy and wasting it that could be used towards something moving forward. And I know a lot of people always think, oh, but what if I make the wrong decision? And I just want to encourage everyone, because this is something that I shifted in my mindset has been really helpful was just, there are no wrong decisions. Like every decision is just going to give you data and information as to what you should do next. Is it like, so you make a decision, it didn't work. Okay. No, not doing that again. That's on the no list. (laughs) Now (laughs) try something different. Oh, that worked on the yes list. You know what I mean? Like it doesn't mean anything, which kind of ties into my, one of my major lessons this year is like not making things mean something about you. So, right. It's very easy when we think, oh, no one showed up on my Facebook live or my evergreen model didn't work or, you know, we're not, nobody signed up for my program. Nobody signed up for my program. We make it mean something like we make it mean that we suck. We make it mean the program sucks. We make it mean we shouldn't have a business. Like we start tearing ourselves down and making it mean all these terrible things instead of just looking at the actual facts, like looking Mm -hmm. at the fact of like, okay, ran a program, zero people signed up. Let's evaluate. Why do I think people didn't sign up? Okay, wait a second. I didn't run any advertising. No one knew about it. Okay, I'm going to try again and I'm going to run advertising. You know what I mean? Like we, but the emotional side of it, we start to play these games with ourselves and I do it too, guys. And this is why it's been so helpful. It's like, we start playing games with ourselves of like, oh, it didn't work because I am not good at business. And then we spend all these hours zapping that energy cup, thinking about all the things that are wrong with us. When in all reality, we could just start thinking about like the client and just try again. Like, so not making things mean something about me, not making things mean something about the program. I just get curious and I'm like, maybe I just didn't market this right. Maybe my headline's wrong. Maybe the name of the program's wrong. You know, maybe I'm not in front of the right people. Like it just becomes a just trying to think about it from as facts. Like what are the facts? What is the data? What are the, and then what are the thoughts? What are the things I'm making up about me <laughs> to do with this? 
Definitely. And, and you can use that. You can use that in every aspect of your life, Completely. <laughs> like, not just in business. That's something that you can use in every part of your life because you and I've had these conversations before where you're like, what's the data? What's this? And I'm like, oh yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah, it's really hard. Like when you, when, you're when you separate it, it's just so easy though. It's so easy to see it and to move forward from it, but it's, it takes, it takes practice guys. So just, but in your business, it's a really important thing. And you can even just write it down. It's like data, like facts, or made up stories in my brain. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's where it's like, it's one of those things that it's crazy how even just hearing this and then you can catch yourself. Like now I can catch myself. I'm like, Oh, wait a second. I'm like, is that actually true? Like, is that actually a fact? Like the fact is did a webinar on like, you know, this many people signed up and I'm like, okay, wait a second. I did that on this day. Obviously that's not going to work. It was like a holiday, you know, like, but instead it's just the fact instead of me being like, Oh my gosh, no one signed up. What's wrong. They they didn't like my, you know, my email or whatever. It's just, it's crazy. We all do it. Yeah. But which is why like, you'll just start to notice it so quickly. Um, And for me too, I already said it, but one thing as well as being adaptable, I think it's always something that, you know, I do think that's something naturally you and I both have in like, I'm not fully tied to everything. Like I find you and I like, we'll have like our pity party or a freak out. And then we're like, okay, moving on. Or like, if someone's like, oh, there's this new tech. I give myself space. Yeah. I give myself space to have like the emotion. And then I'm like, okay, now what is the action plan? Like that's how my, that's just how I operate in every aspect of my life. It's just like, feel it. And then decide, okay, what is my next steps? How can I just move on now? Because I can't sit in that emotion for too long. It's like, for example, like when we had, so when our ad account got shut down yeah, and we had to build new ones, it was like the amount of time that took. And I remember being so like, oh my God, I can't believe we have to do this. But then it was like, okay, pity party over. Let's get to work. And then it was like, okay, figuring out the new systems, the new version of Facebook, the new things to do with this. And it's, but that's where too, it's like being adaptable and all those things. A lot of times in business, people think, oh, tech is such a bad thing. And that's just a thought. And I, I think it's really important to shift the way we look at stuff like that. Like I, I always think, okay, tech is changing it's evolving and we're always going to have to learn new things. And yes, that takes time, but it's trying to not look at that as a negative thing. I just try to think of it as like, this is part of business growth and I'm learning something new. And that just gives me another skill set that makes me a better businesswoman. Like ongoing because it just never ends. Like you're just going to always be learning and growing. Oh, completely. There's so many new like software programs or this or that. And it's just even like simple things that like, think about even just what I was telling you the other day about like Calendly. It's like a software that we use in our business to like book phone calls, like phone um, discovery calls and things like that for our certifications. And I was like, oh, they have this whole new part of it that you can do like a workflow. So then I had to learn about this whole workflow system within it, but it's just... It's just literally just learning a new software. And I used to always say to myself, I'm not very tech savvy. And I've erased that from my vocabulary. And now I'm like, no, I'm adaptable. I learn. And I am like, I'm able to understand any program that I need to know how to use. And, and I one know little that. tip guys too, just always remember we've got Google. <laughs> like if there's something yeah. you don't know how to do, there's a YouTube video that's going to show you how to do it. I guarantee you, the thing <laughs> I have Google, especially since owning a house that I've taught myself via YouTube is amazing. <laughs> or um, being a parent. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Um, okay. So let's talk about our goals for 2022. Yes. <laughs> I mean, 
from a personal side, like a personal side that ties into our business. Um, and you and I talked about this a lot, but one of my biggest goals, one of my biggest goals is for my own personal fitness. I want to get in to like, I don't even, I don't want to say like the best shape of my life. I want to get into a place where I feel super comfortable in my skin and really confident. This is just a thing that's for me over, especially over the past year, I haven't felt that way. I have been, I am, and I've talked about this on our podcast. I am someone who is an emotional eater. This past year has been pretty emotional for me. I have been just not putting myself first, not making my health as much of a priority as I needed it to be. And so I've committed and dedicated that this next year, um, especially in the first part of the year, like I already know that I'm going to reach my goal, like with before the end of the year, but at least, but next year, like 2022 is going to be a year that I just, I really put that focus back on myself. And I think that a lot of people listening can probably really connect to that because I know that there's so many times where it's so easy and we hear this all the time, right? Like it's so easy to just like put yourself last, especially like if you're a mom and like all these kinds of things. And I've totally been that person where I've been like, oh, you know what? No, I got to go do this. I got to go, you know, and instead of like doing my workouts or instead of paying attention to like, I'll just like make dinner for my family and then like, you know, not eat or whatever, like just do things. Cause I'm like, Oh, I've got to go do this instead or whatever. And it's just, I haven't been prioritizing it. So I'm saying it out loud this next year. I am committed 100% to my own health, my own fitness goals. I know what that means to me and I'm going to hit every single one of them. So oh, that's, you're totally going to hit it. Oh, I'm going to crush it. <laughs> and I'm so no, excited for that. it. And I think, I think it's such a, this time of year, it's funny because we've talked a lot about goals and around, like I did a podcast. Yeah. It's not like a New Year's about, resolution. <laughs> yeah. I, I did a podcast re- recently about like, you know, setting like fitness or weight loss goals. And I think a lot of people around this time of year, it's like trying to think about it too, of like reconnecting to yourself and it might be your fitness, or it might just be that, you know, you realize that you haven't been setting boundaries for yourself period. Like you were saying with your family or setting yourself as a priority. And it's like, I think that's something that that's just a little side rant, but as women, you know, obviously we've been socialized to, to put everyone else before we put ourselves first. And I really want women to start to reclaim that in 2022 of like the the whole oxygen mask thing, right? Like you've got to put it on you first before you can help anyone else. And I know we hear it all the time and people like, yeah, that's not possible, but you have to decide that it is going to be possible for you and figure out how you can make that work within your own life. Right. And that's why I love Mm -hmm. these conversations because I think, you know, you and I were talking about this podcast yesterday and it opened up a really big conversation into a lot of areas of our life. Cause you know, a lot of people don't realize that we were best friends before we had a business and we're still best friends. And we talk about <laughs> stuff, just, we talk about this stuff with you guys. And we talk about it on our own too. And you know, there's nothing that's kind of off limits <laughs> for us, but it's this, just, yeah. Like this conversation just happens on our, in our personal time too. Yeah. Like, it's just so interesting though. Cause we were just talking about this very thing of like, you know, again, catching ourselves and being like, okay, wait a second. Like, you know, even for me, I was like, oh my gosh, I'm trying to figure out like miles is now nine months old, nine months old. And I'm trying to figure out my work schedule, like trying to balance work and him being home. And like, I always, my goal is I want to, when I spend time with him, I don't want to be thinking about work. And when I'm working, I don't want to be thinking about him. Right. So it's like, 
I'm trying, but I keep catching myself that my actions are not in line with that. So I'm like, okay, wait, I got to go back to the drawing board. I'm like, again, tried this, didn't work. What can I do now? So I'm, I'm still trying to figure out that too, but I'm committed to continually figure it out. Cause I know for me, my business is so important to me. My workouts are so important to me. All those things are so important to me that I, if I don't do those, I'm not going to be the best version of myself. And I'm not willing to sacrifice that at all. And that should be a long time to get to that place. I like, and that's for me, my goal is like next year, I'm, I'm committed to stepping into the next version of myself. And we talk a lot about this. People are like, well, what does that really mean? And everyone's is different. But for me, I always have like personal and like professional goals. Right. Mm -hmm. And I just know for me to reach the next level of myself, I'm going to have to be unavailable for my current life. If that makes sense. It totally and makes sense. <laughs> it's, it's scary because all of the things that are in my comfort zone that I do right now are not going to be the things like not saying they're bad things, but just for me to then move to the next version of myself, I have got to start to make change. Like I'm going to have to start. I've been looking at things like, how do I dress? What does my office look like? How do I, how do I work out? How do I show up for my family? How do I like everything I have to reevaluate and to, step into the next version of myself because I can't like, if I keep doing things exactly the way I am now, I'm going to be the exact same person next year. If that makes sense. And you're going to have the same results. Yeah. Yeah. And the person I am right now, I love her. Like, you know, it's funny, my screensaver on my phone this last year, I don't know. It's um, a Ruby Carr. She's a, a poet. It's a quote from her. And it says, I will never have this version of me again. Let me slow down and be with her. And this, I put this on my phone when I had miles and I have goosebumps right now because I always was trying to change myself. I was always trying to, you know, get to that next version of myself, but I never loved the version of me who I was in the moment, who was hooking myself up for the next version. And the one thing, especially being him, like having miles, I'm like, I will never be in the space of my life again. And I just want to slow down and be not only with him, but this version of me, this version of learning to be a mom and this version of having all those firsts and this version of like balancing all the stuff, because at some point, it's not going to be like that. It's going to be amazing and new version of stuff, but I, I want to really try to love myself through those changes and challenge myself to be better, which is the thing that a lot of people think you have to be one or the other, but you can be both at the same time. I love that. I love that so much. Okay. Let's talk about money. Yeah. So talking about money. Yeah. So, I mean, we talked about this and we said, you know, what is going to be our financial goal? Because we always, you know, I think it's important as a company that you understand. And we have this whole masterclass that's going to be coming up. That's all about like how to turn your passion to profit. Um, So definitely like look out for that, but it's important that you understand what your goal is. Like if you don't have a financial goal, then you don't really know what you're working towards. And you're just kind of like, if you have people signing up, you're like, oh yay, like, and you should celebrate those things, but you don't know like, like how many people you need to be able to like quit your full-time job or how many people you need to be able to cover all of your expenses or what's your profit margin and all those things. And I'm not trying to get like in deep about this, but I talk about this in masterclass, but I think that step is really important. And so for us, setting a financial goal every single year is a really important thing. And we talked about it and we were like, you know, what is that goal going to be? And it has to be something that feels a little uncomfortable 
like a little bit of a stretch, not even uncomfortable. It's like, it's like, it stretches you, like it pulls you into a new direction. Like you, like what you were just talking about, like becoming a new version of yourself, having a financial goal that feels like a bit of a stretch forces you to then operate in a different way. Because if you operate the same way, you're going to have the same result. And so it's like, we have to, we have to operate differently. We have to show up differently. We have to present ourselves differently. We have to work differently as a team right? To be able to reach that goal. So uh, long story short, our financial goal, and we're committed to this, is to generate $1.5 million, which also then means we have over a thousand people going through our academy, like within all the different parameters, like learning, educating, growing, helping their communities, helping other women and people in their lives, their families, their own health, get healthier, stronger. And it's this whole like ripple effect. So it's super cool. Well, and one thing I think that for us, we found really powerful too, is like, when we think about it too, it's like, we're creating $1.5 million of value. So totally. it's not like, cause the thing I think a lot of people think when they hear numbers and money, or they don't want to set financial goals, cause they're not going to hit them, but they, they think it makes them sound like it's about the money or it's greedy and money is just, it's neutral, right? It's like another it's a way of it's transaction. Just a yeah, yeah. Like back in the day, we used to transact in salt. Like that's how we used to buy. <laughs> we used to exchange stuff, right? Nowadays, we just exchange this piece of paper or now Bitcoin or whatever it is for <laughs> a service. And that's the way the world flows, right? And the more value, and the thing is, like when you're working in health and wellness and fitness, you're bringing so much more value than the dollars you're actually taking in. And we always talk about this with our, with our coaches and our students, because as they're pricing their programs and stuff like that, like don't ever feel guilty about charging money to help people transform their lives. Cause what they get back is tenfold. And that's how this whole, that's how society works, right? That's how we grow. And that's how um, we get healthier. And we also create amazing things. So like for us, we think about it as like $1.5 million of value. So how many lives, like a man said, that's a thousand people who are now, creating their dream life's health and career. They're now teaching in their communities, which is making their communities healthier. And that challenges us to think bigger, to make our programs better, to be able to grow as, you know, as women, but also to be able to grow our team and challenge them to be able to employ more people. That's something that's been really important to me that I spent a lot of time thinking about is we had never wanted like a huge team, but the team we do have, we want them to be a very well taken care of and B I've always had this idea. And I think just because I'm such a feminist, but in a feminist in the most positive way, but I think it's, I, there's so many women in this world who go to work in a place that's not safe. So whether it be that they are dealing with, you know, different types of harassment or their working conditions aren't safe or the country they live in doesn't have laws that protect them. And it's always been very, very important to me to provide a safe place for women to come to work. So work is not a place that they dread to go to so they can then show up better in their other areas of their life. So that's really, really important to me. So to be able to grow our team, to be able to support that is huge. So I'm so excited. Like when we were setting this goal, we're like, okay, what number makes us feel a little uncomfortable, but we feel like it's doable. And we're like playing with numbers and we're talking about it. We're like, that doesn't really make me feel like I want to throw up in my mouth at all. So which is our kind of always like, if you feel like you puke a little bit, you're on the right track. So yeah, so I I'm so excited. That is our goal. So we're gonna wrap this up, but we want to let you guys know. Thank you for staying with us. This is a really long one, but I think this is a marathon episode. 
<laughs> it's kind of our year end always, you know, recap. We might even split this into two. Who knows? Um, <laughs> but the end, so we want to talk about what's changing 2022. So after all of this, what we're proud of, what we've learned, our goals, all the stuff, we have some changes coming to Fitchix Academy in 2022. So as we said mm-hmm. earlier, we are going back to launching, which means our programs are only open for enrollment two times for the fitness nutrition expert program. The next one will start March 30th. So that means that right now, if you try to enter the program, doors are closed. You can still sign up for the March 30th program, jump on an info session, book a call, download the brochure. All the details are going to be there. Um, you can sign up for it, but we start March 30th, which is going to be absolutely amazing. We're going to have a big, huge energy group. I'm so excited. And then holistic, the holistic nutrition weight loss coach certification. The next one starts February 7th. So that is coming up first. So if you are interested in becoming a holistic nutrition weight loss coach, again, check out pitchacademy.com. You're going to find more information, join us for an info session, book a call, all the stuff. Um, so that's something that's going to be huge and amazing. And I cannot wait. I know I'm, I I think that, you know, I'm the opposite of a lot of people in the sense that I actually really like change. Like I, I genuinely like embrace change. I love it. Like I love when things change, especially, and I feel like this change in my gut, in my heart, in every aspect, this change back to this launch model to be able to give our students like the full focus and attention and also just really be present and live every single time is, is just like, it's so exciting to me. Um, so yeah, so we are super pumped about it. And, um, of course you can go to fitchicksacademy.com to learn more about both of our certification programs. And you know, it's going to be really fun is when we do this next year, mm-hmm. December uh, for at the end of December, 2022. And when we've hit all these goals, what we'll be talking to you about then. So I know. And our next year goals after that. Exactly. So for anyone <laughs> listening, I highly recommend you do the same, even just for the sake of how fun is it going to be this time next year when you get to look back and be like, wait a second, I did all these things. What? It's and mind blowing. Exactly. It's so cool. We can create. Okay, guys, we'll have an amazing new year. Let's get this pot started and we cannot wait to see you in class. Bye. Bye everyone. Hello everyone, my name is Lydia. I am from the Dominican Republic, living in Canada now for almost five years. I am married and have an amazing 25 years old daughter. I have over 17 years of experience in the wellness and spa industry and also certified in holistic and integrative health. I work with a different stress management technique and May 2020, I graduated as a holistic nutrition and weight loss coach and just finished my fitness and nutrition certification by Fitchick Academy. My journal uh, in the wellness industry started in the 2004 when I took my first massage course. And from this moment, I knew that I want to care for people, help them to feel better and have a better lifestyle. I work in different resorts in the Caribbean and learn different wellness techniques and everything about service. 
never stopping learning and getting more excited for all the wonderful information was revealing to me. In order to achieve my purpose, I had to overcome a lot of obstacles, what had been a learning opportunity too. One of them had been to overcome the language barrier. To do the transition from Spanish to English, it was very challenging. I struggled and tried to express myself, but you know what? Every day I am so grateful, especially with Fitchit Academy, to give me the opportunity to grow and learn and meet some most amazing people. I appreciate to most, to everyone God put in my way to help me to achieve my goal. One of the moments most incredible of my life was when I find my why. And like Mark Twain say, the two most important day in the life of that person is the day they born and the day they find out why. My vision is to use my resource, knowledge and ability to help others to be the best person of themselves. Now, if you are ready to get certified today and build the fitness and nutrition business of your dreams, we invite you to join our FitChicks Academy upcoming certifications for our fitness and nutrition expert program, as well as our holistic nutrition weight loss coaching certifications, so we can help you build a successful business using our proven formula that has helped hundreds of our graduates do the same. Learn more at www.fitchicksacademy.com, and we look forward to welcoming you to the academy thanks for listening to the fit chicks chat podcast want more healthy love visit www.fitchicks.com for amazing resources free workouts recipes tips and so much more to help you live your healthiest and fiercest life inside and out